0: I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 25, Texas Christian University. Remember that last game versus Baylor? Where everybody was making the shots? Uh, not so much today. And that's okay. It was a win. West Virginia wins by 8 on the Frog Court last week, 70-something to 60-something. Tonight, West Virginia wins by 9 in Morgantown, 70-something to 60-something. Now, a little bit different this time. TCU shot 14% in the first half. And you knew that wasn't going to happen in the second half, and it didn't. West Virginia almost gave up a 50 burger in the second half, and they won. Shot Robot, Deuce, Taz. They shot a combined seven for 30 from the field, and the Mountaineers won. West Virginia, as a team, shot 34% for the game. 34% for the game, and they won. So it's March. And West Virginia swept the bottom three teams in the conference. And that's the sign of a of a team that's improved from last year. West Virginia lost to Kansas State at Kansas State. We remember that. They swept Kansas State. Two tough games against Iowa State. Swept Iowa State. So West Virginia won. How did they win? First of all... TCU, clearly the eighth best team in the conference. Uh, West Virginia is better than TCU. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you win the game, but that is an advantage. <laughs> when it comes down to it, how did West Virginia beat TCU? Because they're better than TCU. Not bragging, just saying that's true. But specifically for the game, West Virginia had another great game at the free throw line. They only missed four again. Tonight, they went 26 for 30. Derek Culver, second half especially, killing it at the free throw line. He was seven for nine from the free throw line in this game. Last year, and I've talked about this on the podcast, in the offseason, Last February, February 2020, Derek Culver shot 32% from the free throw line for the month. Three out of 10 (laughs) went in on average for the month of February. This February, he didn't set the world on fire, but he improved. He shot 57% this year. So again, not great, but almost six out of 10 Is about double, (laughs) making about three out of 10. Okay. So improved. And March, very small sample size. We're talking two games this year versus March for last year. But in two games last year, Derek Culver from the free throw line, one for eight. In the Baylor game and the TCU game this season, Derek Culver has shot 16. For 19. So that's a jump of (laughs) from 13% to 84%. And that's only two games. But that is a great sign as we get into elimination basketball. They're going to send Derek Culver to the line. And if he can make free throws, that gives West Virginia a better chance of winning games instead of losing games you know just a just a just a casual hot take there (laughs) how else did west virginia get the win tonight they they got 18 offensive rebounds which is the most they've had since oscar left 18 offensive rebounds those are that's a number that you would look at a box score when oscar was here And that's still high end, even when Oscar was here. And they're doing this with Culver, with Gabe, and with Jalen Bridges. And he's the man of the night tonight, the MVP of this game, Jalen Bridges. Talked about him playing hot potato with the ball in the Baylor game. No hot potato in this game. Jalen Bridges. West Virginia native. Have you heard? Do you know he's from Fairmont, West Virginia? I've heard that. He was the MVP of this game. And just to put this in perspective, he redshirted last season. He's a redshirt freshman this season. And because of pandemic and nobody losing eligibility this season, in theory, he's going to be a freshman next season. So that's like that's mind-boggling. It's like he'll be (laughs) next season will be his third season in the program, and he'll be a freshman. And he's doing things like he did tonight. He started the season coming off the bench in his first 10 games, just to put in perspective the improvement of Jalen Bridges. Some of that because he was he was kind of pushed into the line into the starting lineup, was getting more minutes. But listen, his first 10 games coming off the bench, he was one of 11 from three. Shot 11, made one. He had 11 rebounds in his first 10 games this season. And those are his first 10 games of his collegiate career. So it's not it's not uh, out of the ordinary for a freshman to start slow because he's a freshman. But... Since then, let's just talk about tonight. So one for 11, 11 rebounds in his first 10 games. In one game tonight against TCU, Jalen Bridges, 4 of 6 from 3, 12 rebounds. I would consider that improvement. (laughs) And so since Jalen Bridges was put in the starting lineup after that Northeastern game, He's 23 of 43 from three. So he's shooting over 50% after that slow start. Again, he's a freshman. And his spot, I'm noticing, and you're probably noticing, he has a spot where he's making threes. And it's on the left side. And it's an interesting spot. Like, you think in the NBA, Steph Curry, his spot is the is the wing three, right? Uh, People specialize in the NBA and in college in corner threes. And Jalen Bridges, his spot is not technically the corner. He's not all the way over, but he's not on the wing. But that spot on the left side, that's his spot. And he shot six three-pointers. One was a corner three. It was 0 for 1. 1 was a wing 3 from the right side. He missed that one, but in his spot, perfect tonight. 4 for 4. And on top of the offensive production, he's he's rebounding on both sides of the ball at 6-7. He's a freshman, and this is not Oscar Shibway freshman. Like when you look at Jalen Bridges, you don't say you don't think that guy is going to get tons of offensive rebounds. But as a freshman, he's getting in there. He's kind of sneaky. He's swooping in. He, he's like a bird. He's like a majestic. <laughs> he's like a hawk swooping in, getting rebounds. Some of that is athleticism. Some of that is great timing to be able to tap it out or actually come down with it. He shot a lot of free throws in the second half. And a lot of that was through his activity around rebounds. And so, you know, as the fan base, Oscar leaves, yes, West Virginia plays different, but also how are we going to make up that offensive rebounding production? And, It hasn't been just Jalen Bridges, but Jalen Bridges, especially in the last few games, he's not replacing Oscar's numbers, but it's pretty darn close. And so with him, and it's only going to get better. Again, freshman. So that is only going to improve, I think, as Jalen Bridges gets stronger and he gets more confident, again, we're, it's a limited number of games that he's played collegiate basketball. And he he's getting double-doubles. <laughs> it's amazing, and and how he's shooting the ball. And so with him, and Emmett Matthews had a good night tonight. When both of them are getting buckets, you can have a situation where your guards aren't shooting well, but if those two guys are contributing offensively and getting rebounds. West Virginia can still win the win a basketball game. And then if the guards are hitting and we've seen them hit shots, we saw it last game, all those guys hit shots, and Bridges and Matthews are hitting shots as well. That's peak West Virginia offense. And that is a high ceiling. For this team. So, this win gives West Virginia 11 wins in the Big 12 Conference, puts them in a position for the season finale to win and be a two seed in the Big 12 tournament and finish second in the conference behind one loss Baylor. (laughs) Uh, And if you lose that game, then you're not going to be the two seed. So think about how this this wild stretch because pandemic four games in 8 days. I'm just throwing this out here. Should West Virginia lay an egg in a <laughs> in Kansas City and get some rest? Should Huggins come out and say these are my five and that and that five is Jay Moore Kedrian, Spencer, Taj, and Sinny. And just flat out say, you know what? Our guys need some rest. We just we're not healthy, is what I'm saying. And yes, some of this game you knew was going to be a letdown from the Baylor game, right? As great as Taz was and the shots that he was making against Baylor. He was going to come back down to earth a little bit after a performance like that. But the surprise, Jordan McCabe out with a back issue. So wasn't expecting that. He did not play. Deuce, we know, is not healthy. He got uh, got his points in the second half, did not score in the first. Shot is not going in he's got a toe issue that we know of he's got a lower body body injury that we don't know specifics on Taz talked about Taz he tried to dunk the soul out of someone <laughs> one of these times one of our guys is gonna is gonna dunk the soul out of someone Taz tried was unsuccessful but when he was walking that off, he was walking like he still was dealing with a groin injury. It was not normal. That is that is speculation, but that's what it looked like. So three of your guards and Cottrell out for the season were unhealthy. And having four games in eight days, yes, they were all at home, but that's a lot of games for a team that uh you know one would argue maybe need some time off to get ready for the NCAA tournament will they will huggins do that you know and i know he 100% will not do that it's not in his dna i don't think if it was up to the players they would say you know what let's take a let's take a flyer let's just go to kansas city and hang out especially not getting to play the Big 12 tournament last year. They're not going to do that. What I'm telling you is I'm not going to, and I'll I'll stick to this, I will not be upset if if West Virginia loses their first game in the Big 12 tournament. I'm not rooting for that. I'm always rooting for them to win. I'm not going to be sad. (laughs) Okay. If West Virginia plays Oklahoma in the first game, that is going to make me upset to lose three times to Oklahoma, especially with Oklahoma losing to everybody now, losing to Kansas State, losing to Texas, losing to whoever except for West Virginia. That I would be bummed out about that, even though it's a bad matchup, taking three L's to one team in a season. that just, I don't like that. I would be upset. Outside of Oklahoma, <laughs> I will be upset. But a win's a win. That We're going to end the regular season, and West Virginia will not have back-to-back losses in the regular season. And it's been a long time since they've done that. And that's a testament of good team to not have a two-game losing streak. Yes, this is a shorter season. It's still awesome. Random thoughts coming up. Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Don't really usually get into the stock market, but have you you took a look at embroidery stocks? I mean, they're just going through the roof. And I know what you're asking, like, hey, Josh, how do I invest in embroidery? How can I cash in on this embroidery bull market? Call the folks at Dire Prime. They're big on embroidery. They can help you with the design, embroider it on a mask, on a t-shirt, on a sweatshirt, on a hat. Get in. I think I think the sky's the limit for embroidery. And you can invest in embroidery by contacting Dire Prime Creative Group. 304 767 4445 Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dire Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt, Bob Huggins, especially if you stuck with the ESPN Plus programming and got the and got the high priced graphics of Bob Huggins in his eight hundred ninety nine convertible. Bob Huggins has eight hundred ninety nine wins, so by my math, one more win. And he has 900 wins. That's a lot of wins. And maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Very few college coaches in the history of college basketball at any level have won 900 basketball games. It's a small club. And a lot of those guys that are over 900 wins are not at the Division One level. And so to give you the hierarchy at the Division I level, Coach K is a party of one. And he's in the ultra-rare, ultra-exclusive 1100 club. <laughs> My man Coach K, and it's not a, it's not his best season this season, and people love to jump on Duke, and yeah, he tried to say hey can we postpone the season and a lot of people thought it's because his team isn't very good this year they may not make the NCAA tournament uh odds are they're going to make it because of this guy 1100 wins i'm not a big fan of coach k it doesn't matter he's hanging solo at the division 1 level at the 1100 club all right to put that into perspective, no Division I guys doing it now or who have ever done it are in the 1,000-win the club. So no guys in the 1,000 club. So the 900 club, not as exclusive as the the party of one. But again, in the history of Division One college basketball, it's pretty darn exclusive. And here's the list. <laughs> It's Jim Beheim, and that guy has been in the 900 club, and he's pretty close. I think next season he's going to be in the one-of-one of of the 1,000 club. So, Jimmy Bayheim, another Jim, Jim Calhoun. Remember that guy, coach at UConn? Next guy, Bob Knight. That Bob Knight. And it's Roy Williams. And that's the list. That's the 900 club of Division I coaches. Bob Huggins, again, based on that awesome graphic from ESPN, will be joining those guys soon. When you hear that list of the 900 club, and let's say it was an actual club and they were having a club dinner and could invite guests, would you want to go to? (laughs) <laughs> would you want to go to a nine hundred club dinner? Yeah, who's going to be at the at the nine hundred club dinner? Uh, Bayheim Calhoun, Bob Knight, and Roy Williams. <laughs> if you, when Bob Huggins is in the club, and you ask me, I want to go there because Huggins is there. I think Huggins would be a good hang. I, I would enjoy. Being at a dinner with Bob Huggins. I would think. But with or without him. That 900 club dinner is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be the loudest dinner table. Guys yelling over each other. A lot of ego at the 900 club. Everybody trying to one up each other. But definitely loud and uh, no quiet spots. Or because, you know, you hear that list. And when I think of that list, I definitely think the word surly comes to mind. And it's either the loudest dinner table or it's a dinner where it's like you mostly hear the silverware. Like if you've seen that SNL sketch where Will Ferrell screams he, he drives a Dodge Stratus. And then the silence in between is the, (laughs) is forks and knives hitting plates. It may be that way. And what, so I don't know about what it's going to sound like. What I will guess with confidence is that the other 900 uh, club guys are going to look down on Huggins when he joins. Specifically aiming at his 71 wins at Walsh College. Because that's, that's at the NAIA level. Those count as wins. I'm not saying they don't count. I'm just saying the guys in the 900 club are not going to respect <laughs> Huggins-Walsh wins. And maybe not Jim Calhoun. I didn't know this until I looked on the internet tonight. Jim Calhoun. And something funky happened at the end of the UConn run. He's coaching at Division three right now. My man, Jim Calhoun, still coaching. Doing well, apparently. But anyways, Huggins, as you know, very exclusive club. I'd name the list. It's a small list. Yet the man's still not in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm guessing it's because he doesn't have a chip, as the kids would put it, or as Drake would put it. He doesn't have a chip. You know, everybody wants their chips with the dip. YouTube Drake reacting to the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship. It's really something he he did. He played zero basketball. And I can imagine as a fan, how I will feel if West Virginia ever wins a national championship. But just Google that it's really something. Huggy does not have a chip. He's got two Final Fours. He's got that Kenyon Martin team that was on the way to doing really well and possibly making a Final Four winning a national championship. You look at the numbers, his winning percentage is in line with most of the guys in the 900 club. If they hit him with the, hey, you got 71 wins at Walsh College, he can come back and say, hey, listen, I won seven out of every 10 games like you did. And that would work for most of the guys in the nine hundred club. Huggins is going to get in the Hall of Fame someday. I truly believe that. I don't lose sleep at night worrying about that because guess what? If he doesn't, West Virginia knows about another kind of chip, right? A chip we're very comfortable with, and it's the old and Huggins is comfortable with this—the old chip on the shoulder, not the championship and the chip with the dip, the chip on the shoulder. And if I know my state, I know if he doesn't get in, we'll wear that chip with pride. I didn't do anything when Huggy won 800 wins, 700 wins. I think he hit those two milestones with West Virginia. How should we celebrate 900 wins? I mean, you can't put 900 candles on a on a cake. 900 hugs? Probably That's probably not good in a pandemic. What about eating 900 gummy bears? <laughs> that's probably uh, aggressive. That's an obscene amount of gummy bears. Maybe, you know, Huggins uh, thinking about his post-game press conferences, 900 swigs of water. That may be attainable. I don't know. That may be too much water. 900 coughs. It is a staple of the Bob Huggins press conference is the, is the throat-clearing cough, especially as the season progresses, and definitely in the middle of the season, December, January, cold season, the cough is coming out. I'm spitballing that. Give me your suggestion. What should I do 900 of <laughs> to celebrate 900 wins? 900 steps? That's a big deal number 1 uh, for whatever reason it's a round number and you make big deals about stats with round numbers but it's 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 rare exclusive company and I am excited to and Huggins you know he'll he'll do like a tip of the hat or a, or a wave he's not going to make a big deal about it we should make a big deal about it because it's really special. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. interact with the show final thoughts for this episode of unreasonable doubt we're here the season finale the season has moved quick saturday march 6 4 p.m espn 2 in the coliseum versus oklahoma state we all have fond memories about the first Oklahoma State game. West Virginia came back from 18 down in Stillwater to beat Oklahoma State in January. Cut the now. Oklahoma State, they've won five of their last six. Likely has been out. One of the Boone Twins has been great here lately. They got this freshman. Maybe you've heard of him. ESPN doesn't talk about him a lot. Cade Cunningham, super tall guard. Seems like he can score uh, pretty consistently. He had 24 tonight in a loss against Baylor. He had 40 over the weekend against Oklahoma in in a overtime win. Speaking of overtime, Oklahoma State 4 and 0 this season in overtime games. West Virginia, 0-2. I'm not saying this game's going to overtime. What I am saying is it was a close game in Stillwater. Most of the games have been same games. So based on that, I'm going to play the odds and say that this game's going to be close. And somebody's going to talk about Cade Cunningham, okay? Be prepared for that. Be mentally prepared for Cade Cunningham talk. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Hit the subscribe button. If you like the podcast, that'll help you get the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, still do it. It helps me and it helps this podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down WVU for the 2020 2021 season. 18 wins, 7 losses.